the day has come. Eli Manning actually benched by the New York Giants. But did they make the move to Daniel Jones? Too soon. Let's discuss. Plus, the Pittsburgh Steelers, should they be in more of a rebuild or contending mode? And NFL Power Rankings, my top 10 teams after week two, as well as are expectations too high for the Cleveland Browns? And let's get to the Cowboys. It all starts now. podcast i'm your host nick friend here on a wednesday come on in an nfl packed and i mean packed show here on wednesday's podcast and my goodness it finally happened it finally happened eli manning finally moved to the bench finally i mean my goodness this should have happened literally for the past year they should have kept him benched in 2017 he's been a bum quarterback who has been well below average one of the worst quarterbacks in the nfl period end of story and my goodness the giants finally made the not emotional right decision and i know Giants fans that I talked to at least feel a little weird about celebrating this day too much, right? Because they want to honor and respect Eli. And, you know, I don't know how much honoring and respect to 500 quarterback deserves. He's 116 and 116 in his career now. And, you know, kind of really hurt this franchise over the past two years and shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. But regardless, fine, do that. But my goodness, it's a great day for your franchise. And listen, the success of Daniel Jones really doesn't matter today. It doesn't. And that's not to say it's not going to impact their future because it absolutely will. It's the fact that they are willing to find out what Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones might be a bum too, but then at least you know and you have to go out and draft or trade for someone else at the quarterback position. The bottom line is Eli Manning wasn't it. We knew it for a long time. We found out again last week when the Giants didn't pass at all in their first seven offensive plays and didn't complete a pass until they were well into the second quarter. Now, Giants fans, if I dare be optimistic about your team, Daniel Jones has looked pretty damn good in the time he's gotten. Admittedly, not a lot, but he's gotten pretty damn good time. This is great for your team. And on top of it, it's something I brought up on my Sunday radio show, noon to 1 p.m. every single Sunday, kickoff show on VICradio.org. Saquon Barkley, you were wasting this man's career, basically, in the first couple years of his career. Because we all know running backs take limited hits before they start rapidly deteriorating. There are a limited number of hits these guys can take. And you were going to waste... 30 carries, Giants fans wanting him to get more carries. Why? In a wasteless year with Eli Manning in which you were going to go nowhere? Now, at least you're not wasting him as much. You're going to give Daniel Jones a lot, including a really damn good running back to see what he is. So this is the Giants moving on, finally. And granted, not too much because they're moving on to somebody that, my goodness, acts, talks, looks, everything like Eli Manning. But they've moved on. My only hope is we don't have a 2017 repeat, and that is if Daniel Jones starts struggling, Giants continue losing, you cannot go back to Eli Manning. You can't. This should be a permanent move, and I believe, we'll see if that turns out, but I believe it will be. 
Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers have lost Big Ben for the season, that breaking on Monday. And, uh, well, yesterday, or no, excuse me, Monday night, actually, they traded a first-rounder for Minka Fitzpatrick from the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> this damn team. This damn team. They are such a laughingstock. They are the biggest laughingstock in the NFL that is not a team that absolutely sucks, right? Like, the Jets are laughingstocks. The Dolphins are a laughingstock, but the Steelers don't completely suck. But my goodness, have they become a laughingstock. They have become the New York Giants in every single way. First and foremost, I like Minka Fitzpatrick. You know, actually, let me take that back. I love Fitzpatrick. But you're going to give up your first rounder for this year? Do you realize how bad you're going to be? Do you realize how pitiful and miserable your season is going to be? And you're going to give up that top 10 in all likelihood, potentially top 5 if you really suck and tank pick? I question that. That makes no sense to me. You couldn't have traded your 2021-2022 first round pick for him and they wouldn't have taken it? I have questions. That's point number one. Point number two, and this is why I related them to the Giants. This might be the biggest blessing in disguise for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have been, are, and possibly will be too emotional about what Big Ben is, or more importantly, what he actually is not anymore. Because Steelers fans seem to be in delusion, and so does their management and organization, about what this team can do under the leadership of Roethlisberger. You very well might not make the playoffs again underneath him. You are sure as hell not competing for a Super Bowl. And if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, which are all about banners, all about rings, why would you hang on to a guy that is not going to get you that banner, especially when he is 37 years old? It makes no sense. It makes no sense to hang on to him, though continuously they did. So now this is a shove, a push off the cliff in their direction towards actually figuring out what the future looks like without him. My problem is they still have Mike Tomlin at the helm because all the roots of this team being undisciplined in every single facet on and off the field trace back to him. The bottom line is I don't know if Mason Rudolph is the solution in Pittsburgh. My bet is he's actually not. But regardless, the same situation as the Giants. You're now going to figure out, and hopefully they'll also figure out simultaneously, that Big Ben is not the answer, and then they can decide whether it's Rudolph or drafting someone else. But my goodness, would you stop building around Big Ben? Because it makes no sense. None at this point for Pittsburgh. All right, one of my favorite times of the week, it is my NFL power rankings after week two, heading into week three. I give my top 10 teams, and here we go, first one of the year, number 10, the San Francisco 49ers. I know this might be a little bit of a surprise to people, and I know that they're 2-0, and but they've only beaten Tampa and Cincinnati, but what people are missing is San Francisco and California West Coast teams have really struggled playing back-to-back games in the Eastern time zone really struggled historically it's tough they won both and listen they're probably going to be three and oh they're playing the Steelers this week they've looked good on both sides of the ball they're number 10 number nine the Philadelphia Eagles yes I know they've had injuries 
But there are other problems with this team. And I'm saying that because I know Eagles fans are going to say, how are we not? There are other problems with your team. Hate to break it to you. So I still like them. I still think there's possibly potential there. But until they get their other problems fixed, they're not going anywhere. Number eight, and this is admittedly going to go down here at some point, is the New Orleans Saints. Listen, as I just mentioned, they're likely to go down in these rankings under Teddy Bridgewater. But they still have talent. And maybe I, I listen, I, I don't like teams, any team in the NFL, but I really do have a soft spot for Drew Brees. So maybe this is, this is me just wanting Drew Brees to get another ring, but I think they'll be okay under Bridgewater. They still have talent. They didn't look terrible. No, certainly not great against the Rams without him. So they're number eight. Number seven, the Seattle Seahawks. This is very classic Seahawks football so far. They've won their first two games by a combined three points. They've looked good, not great on either side of the ball. I want to see them against a real test, which will come week five versus the Rams. They're number seven. Number six, the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, on Monday's show, apparently I had a hot take. I said, let's pump the brakes on the Ravens because they only beat the Cardinals and the Dolphins. But apparently that was too hot of a take for people. Listen, they're good. I like them. Lamar has looked good. Their defense, legit. Top five in the NFL, maybe number one. But prove me wrong, Ravens. Prove to me that you can beat a legit top team. They'll have the chance to do so. They play the Chiefs this week on the road. Number five, the Green Bay Packers. Folks, their defense, their defense, their defense, their defense. It looks legit. I said this in the offseason. This Packers defense is going to be better than people think. They're legit. Aaron Rodgers in the offense hasn't even gotten it going yet. We'll see if Aaron Rodgers can keep his divaness rear end out of this situation. Meaning, you know, not preventing them from winning games, which he very often does. Uh, But for now, they're number five and they're looking good. Number four, LA Rams. I think they're good, not great. I think the next top three teams, my top three teams are clearly in a different tier than them. But they have Sean McVay, they have Jared Goff, they have talent. And when you put those three things together, they're going to have potential. They've looked good to start the year. They're number four. Number three, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Have your moment, Cowboys fans. You're real good. You are. And listen, your defense is better. There's no two ways about that. But what people probably aren't talking about enough here is their offense. It looks real freaking good real good they're number three number two Kansas City Chiefs folks Patrick Mahomes yeah so much for a setback here there their defense has looked not terrible I still have my questions though but to me they're playing in the game of the week this week Patrick Mahomes versus that Ravens defense will be entertaining it will be their first test to see if they can prevail number one the New England Patriots I I, I sped through that because do I really need to spend much time they're the best team by far And at this point, if I could pick the field, meaning the other 31 teams are the Patriots to win the Super Bowl, I would be picking the Patriots. That's how much I believe in their team. So those are my top 10. Feel free to jump in. Tweet at me at NickFriend24. Let me know what you think I got wrong. Ah, yes. Now we do have to get to this. The Cleveland Browns. They did beat the New York Jets on Monday Night Football, and I say it in that way because, my goodness, did they not look impressive. They looked fine. They looked okay. They're now one and one whoop-de-doo. But 
A, Baker Mayfield needs to be better. That's first and foremost. But people are looking at Baker Mayfield and blaming him. And I can't believe I'm going to do this as of all people, but I'm going to defend him now. Yes, he's not been great. And that might be being kind. But this Brown's weakness is in the trenches. Defensively, and most importantly right now, offensively. Their offensive line stinks. It stinks. I thought it was going to be okay. I thought it was going to be formable. It stinks right now. It's awful. And by the way, they really haven't faced a great pass rush yet. Wait until they do. My message here overall is, of course, expectations were too high for the Browns. There's a team every single season, every single offseason, that gains hype and we all get oh so high on. By the way, myself included last year. Last year's team, the 49ers. And I know people are going to say, well, Nick, Garoppolo injured. Yeah, they were 1-1 one one before he went down. They were having problems, and now the Browns are having problems. We hopped on and hopped off these bandwagons way too soon. So, yes, of course, Cleveland Browns' expectations set way too high, ludicrously high. And uh, I think people are now realizing that. Not to say they're not good, not to say they're not exciting and on the upswing, but take a deep breath. Let's wrap things up here with uh, yeah some Cowboys talk. According to the NFL Network, the Cowboys are not interested in trading for Jalen Ramsey, who of course has seemingly requested a trade or is likely to be traded there out of Jacksonville. And I don't get this. I don't. Just when I thought everything was perfect in the Dallas world and even I'm all in on Dallas, Dallas needs to be all in. I get you're going to have to give up a lot for Ramsey. I get the Jaguars are asking for even though he is one of, if not the best corner in the league, a lot. But you got to give it up. I mean, if it's not ludicrous, give up what they're asking for. Your secondary is the biggest concern on this team. No two days, two ways about it. Specifically, that backfield. I mean, my goodness, if you're going to trust Xavier Woods and Jeff Heath, by the way, Woods is now injured for four to six weeks with an ankle sprain. If you're going to trust them back there, fine. Go ahead. But this man, Ramsey, would help your defense massively. Massively. And again, they need to be all in at this point. Pay Dak. Get Ramsey and move on. And go at least try to win a damn Super Bowl. Because that's the real potential they have last this year. And uh, the one year they actually have that real potential, seems like they might not be going all in, which to me makes no sense. But time will tell. All right, that's the podcast. Earlier today, Sports Inc. show released as always, SportsInc.com and the YouTube channel. As I announced yesterday, lots of ESPN Plus opportunities. If you're not familiar on what I'm talking about, plenty of announcements on my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, NickFriend24. Um... So because of those opportunities, cutting back sports next to three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So everybody have a good night. Everybody have a good Thursday. And I will catch you on Friday with, I'm sure, plenty of football and previewing the upcoming weekend. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. And I'll catch you on Friday. See ya.